0: What's up, literary slummers? Hey. It's me, Em. It's me, Anna. We're on vacation, having a great time without
1: you. We didn't want to leave you with nothing to remember us by on Monday. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we posted this old episode for you. It's one of our faves. Just as a reminder, this is from the Hate Read era. So if you start the podcast and we say, welcome to Hate Read, that's why. Mm -hmm. That's why it's because that used to be the name of the podcast. We used to be so much more filled with hate, if you can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At the end, obviously, there's going to be the coming up soon sort of uh, thing. Ignore all that. You can go back and listen to those episodes already if you want. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait a week or Mm -hmm. two. This was years ago. This was years ago. In real time, next week, we will be re-uploading another surprise favorite episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the week after that, we're going to be back with Anna's new unit on 2000s Girls in the City. Trying <laughs> girls to work in and find love. doing stuff in the town i don't know man <laughs> with the with the, the devil wears prada yes so hope you guys enjoy this flashback rewind mm-hmm. episode
0: and we'll see you soon yes but never really see you we'll talk to you soon you'll hear us again someday
1: metaphorically we'll see you soon
0: please don't look at me
1: <laughs> please don't perceive <laughs> don't <us>. find me <laughs>
0: Welcome to a very special episode of Hate Read.
1: I'm Anna. And I'm Em. Every fortnight here on Hate Read, we challenge one another to read a book that we think the other will hate. But for this fortnight, we are instead reading a book that Anna knows that she will hate. Anna decided for her revisit episode to choose A Little House in the Big Woods by Laura Ingalls Wilder. So, Anna, uh, first things first, why do you hate this book?
0: <sighs> because, okay, so here's my thing. And it's, just, it's not just Laura Ingalls Wilder, because I'm sorry, she's just like the target of my wrath this week. It's every book that takes place in like this prairie way of life and living and, you know, roughing it out in the American wilderness in this particular time period. I grew up in Kansas. I did my entire public education in the state of Kansas. <laughs> And for some reason, just because I lived in the place that was formerly the Great Plains meant that every teacher had to assign a book every year that took place on the Great Plains and describe the great American struggle of creating life out there in the wilderness.
1: We got that too, but our uh, regional identity that we chose to latch onto in middle school was the whole Underground Railroad thing. So hmm. we got a lot of books on the slave trade and escaping the slave trade.
0: Oh, I, like, I don't think we had a single book on that, unfortunately. Yeah, we had
1: a lot. Um, which, incidentally, fun story. When I was in fourth grade, around that probably, we had to write a short story about slaves escaping on the Underground Railroad oh. and getting to freedom. Huh. And I shamelessly plagiarized a book big part of my story from one of the redwall books. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's amazing. That's my biggest shame. Um <laughs> no, it was it was one of, and I can't tell you which of the redwall books. All I know is that there were a family of rodents of some kind, I believe hedgehogs, but who knows? Uh, that escaped some sort of situation. And when they got to freedom, the hedgehog mom, I'm going to say hedgehog. I don't know if it was hedgehogs. The hedgehog mom gave birth to a hedgehog baby and they asked the hedgehog dad what they wanted to name the baby. And the hedgehog dad was like, oh, Joy. And so the baby's name was Joy. And I just ripped (laughs) that off. And I did the exact same thing, except with a family of escaped slaves (laughs) In Canada, and there were twins, so it was joy and jubilation. And my teacher loved it. My teacher was like, this is great. You are so innovative. A plus.
0: Wow, that Emily, she's so creative.
1: That's how I plagiarized a Redwall book and shoehorned it into into an issue of slavery.
0: Well, you know, write, write what you know, I guess. Going through a big Redwall phase in fourth grade, huh?
1: Yeah. Redwall was great, though. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did read Little House, the Little House series as a kid, and I really, really liked it. And we, we did read it in school. And this is the mm-hmm. thing. This, it was surreal for me rereading this book because I remembered everything in this book on Ugh, a visceral gosh. level. But I, if you had asked me beforehand what happened in this book, I would have absolutely no clue, and I feel that way about because all nothing the other happened books.
0: in this book. No, nothing
1: happens. <laughs> nothing happens in this book. But every single little anecdote where she's like, "Oh, and then we did this, and then my doll had this dress," and I was like, "Yes, I remember that dress. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, the red calico. Yes." But there were. I do remember they did teach this in, like. Early, early school years, because yeah, it was
0: like second. I remember we day.
1: had like a little house day or something, and maybe I'm making this up, but I specifically remember being fed head cheese. Ew.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I remember that as Ew. a thing that happened, and I, I also think my mom was in charge of doing the maple candy, like where they pour it on the sugar and then oh, well, see, like, that's the freezer, right? So I don't know how much of this is actual things that happened when I was in first grade and how much of it is something that I have made up in my mind, but I remember these things.
0: Yeah. And and for our non-American listeners, that's probably between the ages of like six and eight that we would have read these books. Yeah.
1: And I mean, reading them now, I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as I did as a child.
0: Ugh. I hated it even more, if possible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I will say, I guess because I haven't been force-fed the prairie mm-hmm. narrative i'm still like i'm still kind of interested in this as just like mm-hmm. an anthropological study you know mm-hmm. here are things that people did in the 1860s and mm-hmm. isn't that interesting does it work as a narrative
0: no it's just a list of chores that's all this book <laughs> is is a in-depth list of chores and how to complete them in the 1860s wilderness <laughs> of the big woods of wisconsin oh it was even worse than I remembered because I guess in my mind I was thinking Little House in the Big Woods. The, the the big book in this series is Little House on the Prairie because that's when they actually pick up and they move and they go they move to, to the, the Prairie, prairie. And start a new life. Yeah, and the events of that one are a lot more significant. And the events of um the the winter one. What is that one called? Like Little House in the Big Winter or something? Probably <laughs> where <laughs> Mary big... isn't
1: it just like. The Long Winter? Probably. Is that it? Or is that a chapter from Game of Thrones? No, those don't have chapter (laughs) titles.
0: (laughs) Those chapter titles are character names.
1: Yeah, my bad. Uh, Don't at me. (laughs) Let me look up Laura Ingalls real quick and see what else she wrote. Yeah. Okay, so there's Little House in the Big Woods. Mm -hmm. Farmer Boy, which is about her husband's early life.
0: Yeah, no one's ever read that one.
1: (laughs) Right, no one cares about that. Uh, Little House on the Prairie. On the Banks of Plum Creek, Mm -hmm. By the Shores of Silver Lake, The Long Winter, Little Town on the Prairie, and These Happy Golden Years. Those are the Little House books. And then she's done some other stuff.
0: Yeah. So so, so I guess the two that always stick out in my mind is the ones that were like most read and most beloved of this series are The Little House on the Prairie and The Long Winter because that's the books where things actually happen. Um, In The Long Winter, like Mary... Mary gets scarlet fever and goes blind. Yeah, so, ha, ha, take that, blondie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the amount of, like, vitriol towards her blonde sister in this. Well, I mean... I mean, she's four or five in this book. She's four or five. But there's a lot of, Mm -hmm. eh, who's better, blondes or brunettes? And everyone being like, oh, isn't blonde hair so pretty? And she very obviously internalized that a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that affected her for many years. And if people back then had therapists, she would have gone to one.
1: Yeah, there would have been a lot of talk on someone's couch about how her blonde sister gave her an inferiority complex. (laughs) But yeah, so her sister gets scarlet fever, right? And then she ends up being a teacher. Is that? I think so. Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't know. And she gets married because yeah, and then eventually die or whatever. (laughs) I I don't. Did she write about her own death? Probably.
0: Probably. (laughs) And as I lay here on my deathbed, (laughs) what a sad turn. That would have been a lot more interesting than this book.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, because nothing happens in this book. There's a lot of yeah. bears and things that are thought to be bears but turn out to be logs. Um, yep. A lot of smacking of bears. A lot of shooting mm-hmm. at bears. And,
0: pan- and panthers. Panthers. In the woods of Wisconsin. Mm.
1: Well, I Is think, that a thing? I think that's a linguistic thing because I remember talking about this in high school in my biology class okay. about how, like, panthers are called different things. Like, ah. so I think they're talking about mountain lions. I'm pretty okay. sure. That would um, make sense. What we would, what we would call mountain lions. But mm-hmm. I guess in that particular area, like they refer hummus. to them as panthers. Because yeah, when, yeah. when I say panthers, I'm thinking like down south, like Florida panther would be one. And mm. then like, I don't know. What do, what do you I'm consider? I'm thinking of, panther?
0: of what's his name from Jungle Book. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like there's like Florida panthers, which are like reddish, I think. And yeah. then there's like black panthers. Oh, I always
0: think of the black panther. Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I definitely don't think... But I'm pretty sure they're talking about mountain lions. It's not that Bagheera. That a lot more Bagheera sense. is not making a guest appearance in this book. Yeah.
0: Bagheera. That's what <laughs> yeah. his name was. I couldn't remember. Another
1: book that is also very boring. <laughs> mm,
0: I have not read that one. Let's not.
1: <laughs> Let's not.
0: <laughs> Let's not revisit that.
1: We're not um, doing that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like these books I had... And I was. I've always been a reader. I've always loved reading. But these books really ruined a lot of other really good books for me. Like, I I can't stand any John Steinbeck. I hate Willa Cather. I just, I can't do any of that, like, Dust Bowl, Great Depression, Manifest Destiny stuff. Yeah, I just, mean, the genre as a whole is lost to me because of Laura Ingalls Wilder.
1: I, here's another thing that is a fact about me, um, which, Anna, you know. Uh, when I have Mm -hmm. spare time I sometimes volunteer at a living history museum in which my job is to uh, replicate the sort of chores that are in this book for small children and force them to do them (laughs) so I don't know I still am like again I'm interested in it from like an anthropological point but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's kind of glossing over a lot of stuff that Mm -hmm. maybe should be addressed and there's Specifically, I'm talking about the use of the darky song. Really, that's that's what oh, I'm
0: talking yeah. about. Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, weird racist over that.
1: Which, yeah. Which this book was written was, in the 1930s, right? Right. And it's about yeah. the 1860s. Mm-hmm. So, so
0: some, I don't want to say that you can like understand why some of it was not right, mentioned, right. but. I mean that was Civil War was happening. Yeah. And there's a couple mentions of it. Yeah, they yeah.
1: talk about the Johnny cakes or whatever and why that might be and named Johnny, Johnny, Johnny cake because of the Johnny rubs. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's definitely something that if I was using this as a teaching aid would I would but then that's like erasing stuff. I don't know. It was just very weird because it never really came up at mm-hmm. any other point in the book, but then it was just this one random just, racist song. Here's a
0: collection of dad's favorite songs. By the way, this one's hella <laughs> right, racist. Right.
1: So that was fun for everyone. <laughs> mhm.
0: <laughs> so anyway, here's Oh, I can't... shit. I can't think of I can't think of a folk song. <laughs> so anyway, here's Yankee Doodle. So anyway, here's She'll be coming around the mountain.
1: <laughs> um, can we also address And I don't know, I may have been reading into this too much, but can we address the fact that it seems to me that another thing that Laura Ingalls might needed to have talked out with a therapist was her serious electro-complex?
0: Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. She had a very special relationship with Pa.
1: Yeah. Like, okay, here's the thing. Reading this book, Pa sounds hot. Like pa sounds. He's a total babe. I'd I'd fuck pa, right? Like yeah, yeah. But like this is from her viewpoint.
0: <laughs> Why do we feel that way from her viewpoint? Right, <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> like even um, ignoring the fact that her as a child is clearly like clearly idealizes her father, which mm-hmm. that's very realistic. That's very childlike. But she's an adult writing this. Yeah. She wasn't a child writing this. She was an adult writing this. It's just very, I, I kept being like, why, why does she want me to, does she, am I, am I just trying to come up with something to make this interesting? And it's clearly not going to be Ma because she was totally milk toast. The, oh, the yeah. vibes I was getting towards Pa was just like, I feel really bad for that it farmer boy because really he's got a lot to live up to. Like, let me tell you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's a little bit obsessed with her dad.
1: Yeah. Which,
0: I mean, I guess if you live in a house, there's one, two, three, four, five of you. No one within miles. I I guess you're going to develop some weird types of relationships with your family members.
1: (laughs) A lot of animosity towards your sister. A lot of sexually unexplored feelings towards your father. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's the 1860s. It's all good.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and like speaking of like, I don't know, being obsessed with her father and her si- and her sister's appearance. She has she has a lot of feelings toward her entire family's appearance. Like, yeah, her mom, she always comments on how her mom is so beautiful and and so thin. That line. I, I sent
1: you that line. That line yes. fucked me up as a kid. That line. <laughs> yes. Fucked please me share.
0: Up. Please share with the audience. <laughs> Let me
1: find it because I have to I don't have I'm using the. Uh, yeah. Free Gutenberg Canada version.
0: Yeah, so to set up to set up this quote Emma's looking for, um, they are going to a dance that is being held at Laura Ingalls' grandmother and grandfather's house be, uh, to celebrate the collection of maple syrup, I guess. I don't know. And so all the...
1: <laughs> you gotta find something. You gotta yeah. find something to celebrate.
0: <laughs> and... Um,
1: there wasn't much to do.
0: All the women folk are in a room together getting ready for this dance. And Laura is, of course noticing her mother's appearance and what the other women are saying about her mother
1: aunt docia pulled as hard as she could on aunt ruby's corset strings and then aunt docia hung on to the foot of the bed while aunt ruby pulled on hers pull ruby pull aunt docia said breathless pull harder (laughs) so aunt ruby braced her feet and pulled harder aunt docia kept measuring her waist with her hands and at last she gasped i guess that's the best you can do she said Caroline says Charles could span her waist with his hands when they were married. That line Yes. That line got me fucked up. That is like, so like I
0: just like held my so hand tiny. in front of my face and stared at it for I don't know how long. Where do your
1: Where do your organs go?
0: And even if he has like big old man hands, like Dude. Uh, uh. We're we're making
1: <laughs> We are both <laughs> we're both currently making circles with our hands and showing them to each other yeah. which i realize is not great for this audio format but <laughs> trust us it's a very small you do do circumference
0: take your left hand do it do and it make now the listeners. shape of a take... c and then take your right hand and make the shape of a backward c and slowly bring your fingertips together until you want to cry at how skinny that woman was <laughs>
1: like literally though as a kid because here's the thing I sent Anna this text with this line and I was like I could not remember where this line was from but I have remembered this line for my entire life Mm -hmm. like when they talk about the like standards of beauty in pop culture, mm. I'm like, oh yeah, like <laughs> spanning the breadth of your waist with uh, your husband's hands, like that. That's what you're talking about, right? <laughs> like literally, that's the thing that pops into my head when people talk about that. Forget Barbie dolls, forget magazines. Laura Ingalls Wilder. That is mm-hmm. my unrealistic expectation of uh, weight yep. standards. That has. Affected me. She's the real Very criminal deeply. here. She's the
0: real criminal here. And, <laughs> and you know, okay. So I, I was telling Em, um, I have the illustrated version that I downloaded from the Kindle store, and they none of those women are that skinny in this book, at least from the illustrations.
1: Maybe his hands
0: are just really maybe big. Maybe he Isn't just has hand? the ha- hands the size of I don't know car tires. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: That's what we should be talking about, is Pa's freakish hands? Yeah, let's
0: body shame him for a second. (laughs) Can you even wear gloves?
1: (laughs) Ma in general is such a, like, I don't know, maybe it was just my reading of her, but she was so, she barely got to speak. Pa was always running his mouth off. And wouldn't Ma be the one watching these dumb kids most of the time? Why isn't she talking to them? Why isn't she telling them stories? What's going on? What's going on, Ma? There's no
0: time for stories
1: when you're doing chores, Em. When you're making fancy butter. She's busy with the fancy butter. She's molding
0: the butter into the shape of rose petals (laughs) or something.
1: Again, like, I guess they didn't have television, so that's what you're going to do. Yeah, what else are you going to do all day? Just make sure your butter's all fancy. Uh
0: You don't have any neighbors to make it fancy for. I don't know why you couldn't have just had a rectangle.
1: Right. Like, who cares? Whatever. Gotta have that fancy butter.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and she clearly, like, I don't know. To me, it came off as, like, they made mention of her having come from a, like a fancier background before she met Charles and went off with mm-hmm. him into the big woods. Yeah, like, she had all of her dresses designed for her by the dressmaker and blah 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 in her past life. Like, I'm feeling a little resentment here from Caroline and her current state of affairs. <laughs> like, she's been sequestered <laughs> away in this house in the
1: big woods. She's just sullenly sitting there making butter. Looking at her kids like, oh, you little anchors.
0: <laughs> if it weren't for the three of you, I would have been
1: long gone. I could have married a horse, breeder. I could be living in Milwaukee right now. <laughs> not out in these woods with this man whose job is shooting bears. What is his job? Does he have one? Because they're not like, I, don't know. I guess they're farmers. Yeah, Do they, have they, a farm?
0: just, they live off the land. Yeah, because they talk about bringing in those threshing machines.
1: Mm, um, mm, yeah, yeah.
0: And so I guess they have some sort of harvest. And they seem to do well for themselves because they're always getting fancy fabrics and, you know, they mm-hmm. don't seem to want for much. But, what? Oh, you know, what a sad existence. <laughs> just, like, the
1: 1800s just sounded really boring. I
0: know. And, like, why would, if there was a town, why wouldn't you just live in it?
1: <laughs> just go live in the town. <laughs> go live in the just town. go in the town. You, could, why are you, you here? guys could work
0: at, like, the community garden instead of having to have mm. your own, like, I
1: don't know. It just know. seems like you're a bunch of hermits.
0: And he never brings the family into town.
1: They tried to uh, live in the town first, but they shunned Ma because Mm -hmm. of her fancy butter ways. They're like, we don't need your kind around here.
0: They shunned Pa for his giant hands. (laughs) He breaks every glass in the bar. We just can't have him here
1: anymore, Mayor. (laughs) Can't have him here. But then it's like a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer situation where one day they really need a shovel or like can no one open this jar of pickles? Their sound shovel has broken, and they're just like, "Whatever shall we do?" And Pa comes through with his giant <laughs> trowel pants. hands. I, I know you. It's just like I'm here, guys. I know you've shunned me for years, but I will help you dig these holes. And everyone learned a lesson that yeah. day. Yeah,
0: and everyone's like, "Well, maybe those, maybe that family out in the big woods ain't so bad." But then, like, he, he goes to pet a dog and completely smashes it. And they're like, oh, no, you go back. You go back out there. Take your ugly family. Leave the blonde one, but the rest can go.
1: <laughs> that can be Pa's new folk song. Oh, shovel hands and gulls out in the woods. <laughs> what did you shovel today?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I couldn't have done it. I, that's all I know. Reading this book, I couldn't have done it. So I guess good, good on I you, have Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you didn't seem to have any options. You were being held prisoner no. by old man's shovel hands.
1: <laughs> and these three children <laughs> that you've spawned. Don't, don't make me smack <laughs> you again, Caroline. smell all abuse jokes on this podcast. I edited I know, out so many of them. Oh, God. I had to edit, like, 20 minutes of our, of our Christmas with the Cranks episode. <laughs> I joked about that for so long. And
0: that was already a short episode. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. We're messed up. We're all kinds of messed up, guys. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Oh, man my marriage is perfect yeah ordinary. i'm a
1: little worried is, is my brother beating you
0: what's going on well, i don't know i guess like that begs the question then who is doing the beating would it be me the one that laughs about it <laughs> or him the one that's quietly crying in the corner the right now i don't know
1: <laughs> is my brother there put him on camera put him on camera right now anna
0: oh he fell down the stairs
1: Can't. i'm cutting all of this It'll be banged up
0: <laughs> oh man, I don't know why it's some of our best material. <laughs> <laughs> old man, old man, shovelhand. Oh man. <laughs> oh jeez. Um. So, I guess if anyone does want a summary of yeah, this book, you know, we'll go through real quick. That, it's basically a year in the life of Laura Ingalls Wilder, from winter all the way back again to winter. All of the tedium that occurs in her day-to-day life how many kids she plays with, how many pairs of mittens she gets, her jealousy over how her sister's piece of candy has more words. You know those, like, chalk Valentine hearts? Yeah, she was jealous because her sisters had like, more words on it than her sister. They did. literally
1: have to make up things to get jealous about because it's so boring in the 1800s.
0: <laughs> the most exciting moment was when... Uh, they were outside playing, and Mary said, everyone knows that, like, blondes have more fun. Or whatever she That's says, exactly
1: what know, she said. <laughs> she said it in a breathy yeah. Marilyn Monroe voice.
0: Everyone knows yeah. that well, blondes have more fun. Blondes just have happy birthday, Mr.
1: President. <laughs> That's 100% what happened in this book.
0: <laughs> Is it not? And then, and then, I, I don't remember. Uh, probably, though. And then Laura just straight up smacks the bitch. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yeah, girl. I don't know the the you part where your- they
1: accidentally <laughs> smack a bear was pretty good that was some level oh, that too. of interest
0: the bear they thought was yeah a and cow. then they smack
1: <laughs> it and then they realize it's a bear and then they run back in the house and hide and then they have to wait for pa to come home <laughs> and then pa comes home and he's like oh i encountered a bear in the woods but it was a log <laughs> which
0: okay oh oh and then yeah caroline's sitting in the corner like silently freaking out about the fact that she's right right
1: but uh the whole the bear was a log thing makes me really really wonder about how stupid people were before like television (laughs) and pictures where they could see like an actual picture of a thing and be like oh that's what that thing looks like because it Uh reminded me of um did you ever read last of the mohicans no Okay, so that's a that, da- but so that's a bad book too. I hate it. We could talk about that for like three hours, but um, <laughs> let's not in read that. This, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're not going to read this. Um, in that book, there's a whole section where, uh, to be clear, that is a bad book in the sense that, okay, I need to. All right, that's a bad book because uh, of the f- treatment of the female characters. Like the rest of it, mm. there are there are good parts of it. Uh it's good for literary mm-hmm. study, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, don't at me. Um <laughs> but, but there's our a part
0: most of the- disclaimer heavy episode yet. Right. Don't right. the at- <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> so there's a part in that book where they are running around in the woods and there's a mm-hmm. whole series of people disguising themselves as other things. And there is a point okay. And it's been a while since I read this, so I could get this wrong. But there is a point where a guy disguises disguises himself as a Native American, disguised as Hmm. a beaver. What? 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 (laughs) Like, that's, that's all the context you need. Just understand that there is a part in this novel that was well-received, mm-hmm. and it's still studied today, where a man disguises himself as a beaver and people accept that. And no one goes. Nobody's <laughs> going to believe you're a beaver. You're a fully grown human. Which makes me think <laughs> that people didn't know what beavers looked like or assumed that beavers could grow to be six feet tall. Like... It could be. Like, that there was just some like the beavers that they saw were the the young beavers and there were hidden giant beavers elsewhere <laughs> deeper in the woods.
0: The mommy and daddy
1: beavers <laughs> live deeper in the big woods. That that was so that this reminded me of that where I'm like I even if it's dark out, I don't think that I would confuse a bear like maybe okay, maybe on first glance I'd be like, "Uh, oh, a bear." But then after yelling at it and shouting at it and throwing things at it for several Mm. minutes, I think I'd have figured it out, you know? Like, I I don't think I'd be still be like, (laughs) this is just a bear that's holding very still.
0: A stubborn bear. (laughs) A
1: stubborn, very still bear. Something would clue me off. Well, and I
0: think, personally, because... The paw character tells a lot of these kinds of stories where he's like going up against an animal and it turns out to not be a thing or it turns out Mm -hmm. to not be a problem or something at the end of the day. Um, I think he's just telling these stories to his family to scare them into thinking they have to stay with him. Again, back to my paw is keeping everyone captive in the little house in the big woods (laughs) because he tells another story um, about how he went to go. He found like a honey tree or something Mm -hmm. and it's full of bees swarming so what this man does oh well okay it's full of bees swarming it and there's also a bear that's very interested in this honey and it's eating the honey as he comes upon the tree so what Pa does is he makes a lot of noise to scare the bear away and Mm -hmm. is successful which if it's a black bear I guess like if you I mean all you know with those big hands he probably did look like a very intimidating creature to this black bear
1: (laughs) shovel hands but but
0: then he proceeds to chop down the tree slice it in half scoop out wash bins full of honey and honeycomb and bring it back to the family and they're like but pa didn't you get stung by any of the bees and he literally just says i never get stung by bees but, like, <laughs> in a way that you're like, okay, Pa has a special power where he avoids getting hurt. But if I went outside, I would definitely get stung by bees.
1: Right. Yeah. Which goes into <laughs> my kind of the thing I said when I first started reading this book. I texted you and I said, this mm-hmm. book is a lot better if you read it as if this is a horror movie. So maybe mm-hmm. that's yes. how you have – because there's just certain lines. Let me see if I can find a couple of them. That just – Especially the beginning of this book, before you kind of get that this is just how it's written, that just just sound like about simple folk, right? It sounds like it's setting up a horror movie. Like in the yard in front of the house were two beautiful big oak trees. Every morning, as soon as she was awake, Laura ran to look out the window, and one morning she saw in each of the big trees a dead deer hanging from a branch. Like, that sounds like the setup of a horror movie. And then there's this whole part where they're, like, butchering the hogs and stuff, but they keep referring to it as butcher, like, butchering time, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me find that. It's butchering time. Right. But it's, like, capital B, capital T. Like, it's, like, a sacred, the butchering time has come. It's very... Because of it, it's all very matter of fact. It sounds very horror movie esque until you're like, oh, yes. no, this is just matter of fact, boring things. But if you read the whole thing as a horror movie in which Pa is a monster, shovel handed being who is holding this family captive, you know, it's actually a lot better.
0: <laughs> the hog had stopped squealing. After that, butchering time was great fun.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Or. Cracklings were very good to eat, but Laura and Mary could have only a taste. They were too rich for little girls, Ma said. Like, (laughs) (laughs) crackling for the little girl. (laughs) (laughs) This this
0: one's also good. He was blowing up the bladder. It made a little white balloon, and he tied the end tight with a string and gave it to Mary and Laura to play with. They could throw it into the air and spat it back and forth with their hands it would bounce along the ground and they could kick it (laughs) what kind of bladder i'm not going to tell you (laughs) but but in my edition of the book it is accompanied by an illustration
1: oh oh another example of Pa trying to trap everyone in the house right there were small Mm -hmm. traps and middle-sized traps and giant bear traps with teeth in their jaws that Pa said would break a man's leg if they shut onto it like how Come does on. he know? <laughs> like he well, how does he know? And B, he's setting those traps for people. He's he's trying Obviously. to keep them in the house.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, see, at first it was like he wanted to protect his family from those that discriminated against the shovel handed. Yes. But then somewhere along the way things got a little twisted and now he's actively seeking those people out to kill and butcher yes. them for his family to have fresh meat during the winter.
1: This is also this is also reminding me very much of like um margaret peterson haddix's uh what is it called running out of time i think is what it is let me look it up real quick
0: that sounds about right is that the one where they're like there's too many kids in the house or something
1: no that's among no that's among the hidden yeah Yeah. also a good one Mm -hmm. um yeah it's called running out of time but it's the one where um there's like a community and it's like an 1800s community and it's this sort of thing where it's very boring but something seems slightly off and then Mm. partway through the book you find out that it's actually like a living history thing that the parents have lied to the children about and they're all pretending like it's the 1800s but it's really like 1990 and then you find out that it's actually like a science experiment to test like disease stuff on them so they the girl like escapes and goes out to the outside world to try to find help because the kids are dying Uh inside because they've been like they have this virus or whatever and it's something that should be treatable but like they're not the scientists behind it aren't treating them for whatever reason it's really good it's a very good book for like middle school if we have any middle schoolers listening to this
0: yeah spoiler alerts first check out
1: (laughs) margaret peterson Haddocks. forget this little house shit (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah go read something good that does sound actually really good I was gonna say um or like M. Night Shyamalan's The Village yeah
1: yeah (laughs) that too
0: (laughs) the precursor maybe he was inspired maybe he read all the little house books maybe I see what you're doing Laura
1: Ingalls I know the truth behind (laughs) the little house (laughs) cat which kind of that kind of brings me into I guess we can kind of do segments for this since this is kind of a weird Mm -hmm. episode it's not our usual format but um yeah so we'll we'll do a segment or two here kind of speaking of books that were similar to this but Mm -hmm. that we liked better as kids maybe so running out of time is one of them for me but also the thing that I kept thinking of when reading this was um the American Girl series oh yeah books that were based Mm -hmm. on the American Girl dolls which have the same sort of anthropological, you know, oh, this is what it was like at this time. Although, obviously, this was mm-hmm. not written by someone living through it. So I guess maybe there's less validity to it. But, you know, it's still mm-hmm. the same sort of idea. But there's actual, like, plot lines and stuff. And people do things and things happen. Yeah. So that and would be of kind of... And some of them lived in cities. Yeah. And some of them were not white. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not a ton of them, but some of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I so wanted American girl. Doll.
1: I had Kirsten. Oh,
0: I didn't have any of them. The, I just had the books. She was the
1: blonde hair blue eyed one.
0: Oh my God. And I loved, and I know we've, we've talked, kind of talked about this on Twitter in the past, but like all just like the miniature things that you can buy for the American <laughs> girl dolls that you could. So I don't know good. if they still do it. It oh, was so good. Man. Just like the little foods.
1: Well, they had the American girl dolls and the little things you could buy, but then for a while, mm-hmm. They had, like, just miniature rooms that you could set up that were, like, magnetic.
0: Yes. And for the, they, well, for the American Girl doll that looked like you.
1: No. No, they weren't. Oh, this was They for weren't the- big enough for- They were smaller than American Girl dolls. Oh. They were even tinier. What? Even, like, they were, like, um, yay big. And I'm holding up maybe, like, a foot to show, like, mm-hmm. just square boxes- that, you could, that wow. you could get, they were like magnet on the inside and you could put magnetic wallpaper on them and then get little furniture and like build a room. And they were tiny and adorable yeah. and I wanted them so bad, but my mom would never buy them for me. Yeah, Ugh,
0: Probably because it cost like $400.
1: Yes, they were hella expensive. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know if I really vocalized how much I wanted them because I think I was kind of like, well, this is really cool, but I don't understand why I want it and it's not something I can play <laughs> with. So I don't really know how to explain yeah. this.
0: I just love I just really want it to have
1: <laughs> Yeah, I just want tiny things. Mom. Yeah, mom, like tiny please. things
0: that look like big things. <laughs> yes,
1: please buy <laughs> specifically. me specifically a tiny I thing. like miniatures
0: of things that are actually real yeah. life big things.
1: <laughs> My friend um Kat in high school, uh mm-hmm. she her mom collected miniatures
0: and oh, I would just stare so at them.
1: Cool. Uh I'd like make it I'd like go to the bathroom, but then instead of like actually going to the bathroom, I'd just go and look at the miniature food can like there'd be like Little, antsy, yeah. tiny cans, like, food cans that were, like, oh. little tiny, like, as big as your pinky nail. And they were so little, and they had all the that details. That just, like, fascinates me. So great. I don't
0: know why. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I think it's the details in it that they get. I'm like, yeah, that does mm-hmm. look like a giant, I mean, that does look like a tiny can of corn. Wow, I can even see the kernels.
1: Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why we're so into know. many things i don't uh, know but,
0: Peter, but but anyway aside from the surely American, there are others out there with our affliction let us know
1: <laughs> please tweet at us uh, but okay let so know Anna, we're not
0: alone yeah
1: <laughs> were there any books in your childhood that were oh. similar to this that you maybe enjoyed more than this or that yeah, were completely yeah, different I from think- this
0: the one, the one book, um, that is probably pretty obvious that was similar because it is also about farm life, but a completely different kind of farm life is Charlotte's Web.
1: Love oh to shoot yeah, love some Charlotte's Web. Mm-hmm. See, I was never that into Charlotte's Web as a kid. Oh, I, I but that's the thing. I feel like there are a lot of books that I just read a ton because they were the book that I had. Like I had mm, Charlotte's yeah. Web, so I read Charlotte's Web a lot. Like I, I could not drive myself to the library and pick out a new book. I just had to read Charlotte's Web. <laughs>
0: you had to wait till till your mom took you in. Right then, it was overwhelming. There's too many choices. What if you got yes. the wrong
1: book? It was mm. too much, too mm. much for my little. So just we'll just brain. stay here and
0: read Charlotte's Web for the hundredth <laughs> time. I I love that book. Except the the only part of Charlotte's Web that I've ever really had an issue with is the part where Wilbur willingly picks up Charlotte's like web and egg stack and puts it in his mouth.
1: (laughs) Freaked you out or?
0: (laughs) Oh yeah I thought that was the most disgusting thing that I'd ever read in my young life.
1: (laughs) See I like I said I wasn't a big Charlotte's Web fan but I really really liked Trumpet of the Swan which was like I had a collection of like E.B. White books. I never
0: read that one. And
1: Okay, uh-huh. I'm trying to remember what exactly it was about. I know that it was sad and that's why I liked it. Like it was there, was there was like a deep melancholiness in this book that spoke to me. Wow. But I can't remember what it was. I think I think that let me just let me look it up cuz I'm pretty sure it was about a swan that couldn't trumpet. <laughs> Like, it was about a mute swan. That's some deep stuff, man. Yeah. And I can't remember what happened, but I know that there was some romance with another swan, and I think it ended poorly. Aww. And it (laughs) spoke to me deeply.
0: (laughs) 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 It set the tone for Em's relationship for decades to come. (laughs) No, just kidding.
1: Oh, actually, hold on. I'm looking swan. at the synopsis. Okay, so it's similar to Charlotte's Web in that it is... Okay, so they give the swan a literal trumpet.
0: Oh, for its really real lips that it has on its bill. It
1: it learns to split one of his web feet with a razor blade, making fingers so he uh, could. Can... Wow, no, this is oh, ew, dark. No.
0: This is too much. <laughs> this is dark. Yeah, what is... No wonder you in loved
1: book. it. I really loved this book as a kid, but I don't remember this.
0: <laughs> that sounds horrendous.
1: Him and the girl swan do get away at the end, I think. So everything's fine. But, oh, no. Okay. So it's melancholy because Louis, the swan, who is employed by a zoo, um, ends up escaping with Serena, his swan girlfriend. And what kind he of zoo
0: has swans. Well, I guess they're pretty to look at.
1: <laughs> well, they they have the swan because the swan can trumpet. He oh. works for them as a trumpeter.
0: Oh. But, um,
1: okay. He there. There's a whole interspecies friendship angle in this one too, with a human boy and the swan, and they hmm. they break up at the end. They depart, and then Sam, the boy, hears Lewis at the end. 20 years later and it's still trumpeting away still trumpeting away so i don't know why i liked that book but i liked it better than uh
0: weirdo (laughs) you liked it better than some pig
1: uh yes i just found i found that (sighs) was too on the nose (laughs)
0: he <laughs> was some fit.
1: I also remember uh, Charlotte's Web. Like, I associate it very much with the animated version of Charlotte's Web, which was one of the, mm. like, five movies that was, that was like, deemed acceptable to show the children in school when they had a substitute teacher. So we saw mm-hmm. that a lot as a kid. So, yeah. Yeah. Which was not a great movie. It was not great. No. <laughs> he wrote Stuart so, Little, too.
0: Oh, did he be white do Stuart Little? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: Cool. I think I job. read that book. It was Or, about...
0: a, or I'm remembering the movie.
1: <laughs> that's also a possibility. Um again, interspecies friendship between a human and a mouse, I think was the mm-hmm. except they adopted the mouse, which that's
0: Yeah, cool. it was like their son.
1: Which okay. Which, whatever. Good on them, I guess. E. B. White something was going on in his life.
0: Yeah, I really like
1: them animals. Yeah. Alright, well, did we have any other segments we wanted to talk about? I don't know. Um, we kind of talked about like what stuff we liked in this book already. So I don't feel we need to go over that. Um, yeah. Oh, what character did you relate to the most? Oh,
0: gosh. Um, I think the character I related to most was. Oh, I know who it was. Oh, I can't remember his name. Let me look up his name real quick.
1: I mean, for me, I think it's probably paw because, like, I want to have a hot bitch mm. and like be able to do whatever I want. And <laughs> and your hands are huge. Hands <laughs> have huge hands. Not the shovel huge hands so hands. much, which we we understand is canonic. It, that the shovel hands is a part of canon now. That um yeah that is real. Uh, but not the shovel hands so much, but the just um being able to lie to your children and get away with it because there's no Google. That would be nice. Um, Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, speaking of, like, other other things in this book that, like, I guess were kind of paw influence was, like, the not being able to do anything at all on Sunday.
1: Oh, yeah, that was... man. That would have been rough.
0: Yeah, like, they weren't even, they weren't allowed to play or work.
1: To be fair, it's not like they were doing anything before, so I guess it wouldn't be giving too much up, because it's like, okay... Mm. I can sit here and stare at this wool for some while.
0: (laughs) I can look at my paper dolls, but I cannot touch them. Right. that would be play. I
1: mean, if anything, if anything, I think it might add some interest to their life in that it like gives them some sort of obstacle to work against, like some sort of, (laughs) even if it's a self-imposed one. They're problem solving. (laughs) Yeah. Well, not even their, it's just like, it's got to, I guess it just breaks up the monotony of doing... Like, oh, we're doing chores every day, except for the one day where we aggressively don't do chores. (laughs) You know?
0: Oh, God. Yeah. You really have to rest on that day of rest. And if you don't, if you're not resting, God will know.
1: (laughs) Terrible. All right. Did you? uh...
0: Uh, Oh, yes. So my character that I identified the most with was um uncle henry's son charlie
1: oh yeah remember
0: was the 11 year old boy that they asked to help with the harvest and charlie was he was having too much fun playing and he wasn't having it so like (laughs) he didn't put up any fuss like he didn't say like no or pout or cry or anything when they asked him to help he was just extremely unhelpful (laughs) he would do things wrong on purpose he would like drag his feet to go get them their supplies he would lose the supplies he even did the bit where he like pretended to get bit by a snake three or four different times um and but ended up actually like it was very boy who cried wolf he did end up getting hurt at the end but like it was just very anna it was an
1: Extremely I Anna felt thing to do. <laughs> very much like that section where it's Charlie is like, oh, I'm hurt. And they come and check on him. And then he does it again and again. And finally, mm-hmm. they don't check on him. I feel like Laura Ingalls was kind of doing with Boy Who Cried Wolf what I did with the Red Ball series, <laughs> where <laughs> she's like, eh, well, no see, one's gonna but your catch mistake
0: this. was that no one has ever heard of boy who cried wolf it's a very obscure text that only the most studious right, that's where I went wrong. have ever read that's what I, where I went yeah. wrong. you went you went too mainstream with your red wall hedgehog
1: the, the 18th red wall book
0: but yeah I'm, i'm i totally feel for charlie there you know when i don't want to do stuff but like i want to look like i'm helping out i just do the opposite and hope no one ever asks me again
1: oh man yeah we're all charlie really charlie did nothing wrong hashtag charlie did nothing wrong
0: yeah hashtag charlie did nothing wrong and you know i don't know if even mary i don't think mary did anything wrong either that was my other that was my other blink did nothing wrong i think it was mary (laughs) she was just born blonde she can't help that everyone knows brunettes are garbage
1: (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna get hers in a few books when she goes blind so whatever
0: yeah, enjoy so it really, while you can, like, Mary. Yeah, I think Laura should be a lot nicer to Mary, and mm-hmm. um, you know, just be more sisterly.
1: Yeah. Um. So I think that pretty much wraps it up for this fortnight. Unless you had anything else you wanted to talk about.
0: Oh no, not at all. I'm done with this book, and I'm done with chores.
1: All right, <laughs> all right cool. Um. So. We are going to be doing a few more of these episodes where we revisit uh, books that we have hated in the past, generally middle school, grade school books. The next book is going to be one that I hated as a kid for a very different reason, um, which I'm not going to get into too much until we get to that episode. But the should Mm -hmm. I go ahead and tell you what it is now or do you want it to be a surprise? Yeah, I want to know. So the the next time that we do one of these revisit episodes, which I think is going to be two episodes from now, is going to be, um, let me look up the title, make sure I don't mess it up.
0: I hope it's something I
1: liked. I think you're going to like this one, actually. Probably. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, the next book we're going to be reading for this is Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator by Roald Dahl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not even that. The, the sequel. It's the sequel. To Char- yeah. yeah the Factory, um, which I have read once, but don't remember anything about.
1: I read it, and it was my most hated book as a kid for a very, really, very specific reason, which I'm gonna talk about on that episode. But uh you guys are gonna have okay. to tune in to find out why I hate it. Um... Ah,
0: tricked you. <laughs> now you're here to stay. <laughs>
1: when we come back next uh fortnight we're going to be back on our regular challenge schedule so the book that i challenged anna to last episode is what we're going to be reading for next episode so uh until then you guys can follow us on twitter at hate read cast. you can also email us at uh gmail at no god damn it you can nope. also email us <laughs> fuck this you can also email us Hateredcasts at gmail.com. Um, if you guys <laughs> you have it. your... Huh, shut up. If you guys have your own Little House stories to share, uh, we'd love to hear them.
0: Yeah, as well as the stories that traumatized you as children.
1: Yeah, if you guys have any book that you really, really hated as a kid, just send it our way. Um, you can also follow us, hopefully, on iTunes and SoundCloud,
0: and thank you, as always, to Ben Cope for the use of my theme song.
1: In the words of Laura Ingalls Wilder, he whistled cheerfully while he worked, and then he sang, The birds were singing in the morning, and the myrtle and the ivy were in bloom, and the sun nor the hills was a-dawning, t'was then that I laid her in the tomb. <laughs> like, why the fuck are you <laughs> singing that cheerfully? Such a
0: cheerful song. <laughs> because he's a fucking crazy psychopathic murderer. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs>
1: Time on hate read
0: we have to go back um bad loss check anyway previously um um yeah that's a really good theme song yes also i did a little bit of that Oh, don't even, Michael has uh, decided he wants to rewatch Lost again now that it's on Hulu. And I'm like, I just can't uh, even, I've seen this show. I don't know how many times all the way through. Just stop. Okay.
1: I think I've seen it all the way through once. And that's, that's enough, enough no one for me.
0: me. Michael, Michael loves it. Lost is the best show. Blah, blah, blah. And you know how Michael gets about his favorite thing. So anyway.
1: <laughs> These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs>
0: Penny Desmond and the island. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> when it all went bad somewhere <laughs> around <laughs> season four <laughs> uh, and it made all of
0: the fans mad are you guys trying to think of a way like what's a word that rhymes with bad <laughs> right um okay